dribble this puppy out. No. Oh, alright. Yeah, we're fine. Fuck you. Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. <laughs> yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that will drive you crazy. And that's really good, Robert, <laughs> because, well, actually, that ties in more with the top five mm-hmm. rather than the movie itself. Well, but the, in a way, no. they overlap, certainly, but the movie we're discussing this week is... Dangerous. Dangerous. And our top five is... Dangerous no, no, movies. Nobody. No, we're, just, we're modified that. Oh. We actually went back and forth quite a bit. We did. You know, with yeah. uh, Psycho. I think we kind of agreed on uh, crazy characters. What? Crazy characters in movies. Dangerous. Well, well, uh, dangerous characters? And the movie's called Crazy? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Top five crazy character movies. Yeah. Crazy character movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we uh, ended up with. And what with. was top five last week, Ira? Mm, that was a good segue. Thanks. And uh, the top five, we got a lot of feedback, Uh-oh. didn't we? Obsession movies. Let's share, shall we? You know, I, there's going to be some overlap between obsession movies and crazy character movies because one might argue if you're obsessed, you are kind of crazy. It's like a Venn di- I use that term Venn diagram a lot, don't yeah. I? But I can see the two circles laying over each other. The real thing is that you always do the hand gesture of I the, always do like I did right gesture. now our listeners didn't see that but I do make this you thing. have to do the, the double overlapping yeah, circles yeah, yeah. which looks like two uh, you know two. I always imagine the, the symbols for women the female sh- what, yes no. or I guess it's male right it's Isn't the it male the with the arrow yeah. coming at the, yeah yeah and the male is like the, yeah there you go it's like two women having sex yeah <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Go ahead. Obsession Movies, one of our favorite listeners. She said, Phantom of the Opera. That's a good one. Yeah. Girl on the Train. Yeah. Uh, An Unfinished Life. Never I'm not saw familiar it. with that. She loves Rudy again. Yes. I, I know. She talks about that. And The World's Fastest Indian. Yeah. She loves that movie. And Black Swan. An overlap from what we had I said. I wonder also. if World's Fastest Indian is an obsession movie. It was really more of like he set a goal for himself and he wasn't deterred. Is that obsession? I don't know. I didn't see it. But was he obsessed with You should running? see that movie, That's Ira. what she tells me. That's what everyone tells me. You would I really to, like it. That's what I'm hearing from it's multiple so people. Another one of our listeners, this is our esoteric listener, mm-hmm. uh, Lolita and Misery were my favorites, but Ira already had them on his list. So others including Black Swan, Taxi Driver. Yep. Uh, American Beauty. Yeah. That's really good, Robert. If I thought of that, I might have put that in my five, you know? Mm. She also mentioned the conversation. You know what? Incredible. Yes. Great yes. pull. And, you know, if I had thought that, definitely that would be among my five. Yeah. That's a perfect example of a man obsessed. Yeah. Uh, and she also mentioned Gone Girl. Another listener of ours said Vertigo, uh, The Shining, mm-hmm. Eight and a Half, The Movie Perfume. I never saw Perfume. I didn't either. <clears throat> she said Sunset Boulevard. I like her. All About Eve. Are you familiar with The Skin I Live In? Yes. Help me remember that film. Did we talk about that? What is I'm it? not sure. Uh, let me pull it up. I'll, I'll yeah. rem- I know I've seen it. The Skin I Live In. The Skin I Live In. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. And then she said one more doozy. And I wish I had thought of it. You're going to smile. Are you ready? The King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Robert, fuck me for not coming up with that. These well, are really good. Mo- we've used that one a few times. We have, lately. and we try to go elsewhere. Uh, what do you have for The Skin I Live In? So The Skin I Live In, it was a uh, uh, Antonio Banderas movie, and he is this 
plastic surgeon and he yeah okay so it says a brilliant plastic surgeon haunted by past tragedies creates a type of synthetic skin that withstands any kind of damage and i i know i saw it it was a uh, it was it was pretty interesting hmm it was a weird one. Yeah. But again, king of comedy, kudos to her for mentioning that. Yeah. And then a week, a few days later, she said, oh, oh, one more, Memento. I kind of see that. Yeah. I do, yeah. Now, I've been hearing about this movie from yet another listener. Are you familiar with the movie, I want to see it right, Hachi? H-A-C- Hachi? And it's all about a dog. And it the, the master dies, and it won't leave the gravesite or something like that. It shows the dog's... Hachi, a dog's tail. A college professor bonds with an abandoned dog he takes into his home. But Mm. then something happens. Oh, does it? Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's the the end. (laughs) That's what happens. The end. So I've been hearing from multiple people to see that It stars Joan Allen and Richard Richard Gere. So you know what happens? He tries to put the dog up his ass. Oh, yeah. Well, the gerbil is lonely. Right. Even gerbils need friends. Even gerbils need friends. Yeah. And then one of our favorite listeners, he mentioned the movie Chloe. And it's funny he'd say that because yep. you know what? I watched it last night. Oh, did you? And I watched it six months ago and I kind of forgot till mm-hmm. I was like a third into it. I was, I've seen this movie. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but definitely is an obsession Isn't movie. Isn't that fascinating when you start watching a movie and you go, I've seen this before. Yeah. Well, I feel stupid. Like, yeah. why don't I remember but, uh, but is it really you that, that should feel stupid or the filmmakers for making oh, that's an, a great an, point. an unmemorable, a, a movie. memorable movie? But actually, this was memorable. We'll talk about Maybe it. You're a while. <laughs> From, no, maybe you're stupid. That's very funny. Syllogistic reasoning, huh? Uh-huh. Hey, you know, one of our favorite listeners, he said, okay, here are my top five. Better off dead. Mm-hmm. He wants his $2. Yeah. $2. Number, I want my $2. I never saw it. I don't like movies. Number four, uh, payback. He knows exactly mm-hmm. what his life is worth. That's good. He did say Chloe, a must-watch, number one lesbian scene, according to Mr. Skin. Mm-hmm. Number two, this is really good, Robert, Imitation Game. I like that film a lot about yeah. breaking the code, World War yeah. II. And he was obsessed yeah, to help win the war. I actually liked Im- Imitation Game. I thought it was, it was, a really it was good. Sad, I saw yeah. it in the theater when it first came out, true story, about breaking the code for the machines. I, and- I remember feeling like the end was kind of like, uh, it's going on a little too long at the end, with like following up on his life after the It, it felt like, too much. is this a biopic or is it a moment like in time? And I think it would have been a better film if it was just... A moment in time, but they needed like the too much about the gay thing, the fact that yeah. he was homosexual, and, and then like and they oh, hit us over the head with right, that at right, the right, end. Right, right. They did. Right. You're right. You're right. Still a very satisfying movie. And for his number one, he said American Psycho. Yeah, he obsesses over shoes, belts, and especially business cards. I'm sure you know what that means. That kind of went over my head. Oh, have you not seen? No, I never American saw Psycho? shoes, belts, and business cards. Yeah, he. Okay. It the 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 book is laid out this way too. So the the character is obsessed with things and each chapter of the book and, and this translates into the film, but each chapter of the book is he will go on in excruciating detail about the type of paper that his business cards are made on and uh, what color it is. And he talks about the differences between the, the whites. You know, it's not just white cardstock. It has to be this type of of, of cardstock and this type of lettering and this type of ink and he just gets into incredible detail and then and he'll spend a whole chapter talking about that and then the next chapter he'll go into incredible detail about 
Huey Lewis in the news. And he'll just go on and on and on and on about it. And then in the next chapter, he'll talk about picking up his dry cleaning. In the next chapter, it'll be how he dismembered somebody. And he goes on and on and on about how he murdered them. And then it's back to, I met with this other guy, and he had a business card, and, and he goes into huge detail about this other guy's business card. And the, the point is that he's, I mean, he's lost his mind, but it's, um, it's comparing the exacting de- detail of this kind of everyday businessman's life, and murder is only a part of that. And so that's kind of what, wow. we, what we see out of the movie as well, is this guy who has to have everything perfectly done and and as he's killing people he's trying to uh, achieve that same status you know i do want to say this particular listener always comes through for this yeah they're all really good yeah thanks matt oh i just did a shout out (gasps) i did a shout out forgive me um someone else wrote uh fatal attraction we know that a beautiful mind that's a real good one mm-hmm. about obsession uh he also said play misty for me and lust for life are you familiar with that movie uh, the painter. Remember the song? It was the song? Oh, uh, yeah. Who was the painter who mm-hmm. chopped off his ear? Oh, uh, Van Gogh. It, it wasn't about Van Gogh, I think. Was for, anyway. Maybe. So it was, I never saw it. I don't like movies. And one more person, sure, really Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory about obsession. Yeah. Black Swan and voyeurs. Now, Robert, a clarification: this is not the voyeur I was talking about three weeks ago, but this is actually a mini series. It's on Netflix called Voyeurs, which is even better. So that's what she said. We thank all. So of wait, our there's listeners. more than one voyeur? Oh, there's many voyeurs. In fact, oh. I think I see one right now across the street, looking at us in that window. Oh. Mm. So these movies don't come in ones; they come in twos. Twos. You know what? It's funny you'd say that. God, I hope I don't fuck it up. <laughs> you already did. I just did. <laughs> but you know what, Robert? Speaking of twos, hey, that reminds me of something. Yeah? It's time for In the News. Oh. Okay. Do better. I fucked it up. Be minus. All right. You gave me a little bit of a... You dared me on something. Mm-hmm. Because remember I got real emotional and you talked about this movie called At Earth's Core mm-hmm. with Mystery Science, uh, Science Theater 3000? Yep. And I was so excited because... Do you remember... A few months ago where I was trying to remember this one scene in a movie where this elderly, older, frumpy woman was at the Vietnam War Memorial. And you Vaguely, helped me yeah. find it. And I said, yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's there all by herself and she sees her son's name and it's very emotional. Yeah. And she gets a piece of paper and a pencil and scratches it so she can have the imprint of the name. I think that was like a year or two ago. Yes, it was. And you helped me find it. I got real emotional. Yeah. I thought, is he doing it again without the Earth's core? No, it was a different movie. Oh. So did you watch At the Earth's Core? No, too busy. I don't like movies. Something <laughs> you else, had to, You had to watch the lesbo scene from uh, Chloe mm, again? Mm, mm, mm. Now that's cinema verte. <laughs> that's... You're gonna, you were impressed last week when we were talking about two-person movies yeah. other than my dinner with Andre. And I rattled off two and you looked at me like, Ira. Like, and one was, You're supposed to be the guy who doesn't know I, shit I know, about doesn't movies. doesn't know shit about movies, yeah. Which makes the yin and yang of the show work. And every now and then I flex my cinema muscle. Ooh. Oh! Now I'm in metaphors. Keep your pants on. <laughs> Enemy mine. I want to tell you something seriously. I did some, and the fact that I remembered it. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson directed this film. How about that? Hmm. And again, it was uh, Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. One was an alien. The other, and they're stranded on this planet. It's only it's a two man show. Just the two of them, and showing how these two people who shouldn't like each other do like each other and they build a mutual respect. Mm. But it was a Wolfgang Peterson movie and the other one was Hell in the Pacific. 
I was really excited when I saw this, and I told you briefly last week it was a World War II movie with Lee. Ah, oh, thank you. Should we redo the whole thing? No, you're good. Okay. okay. I just adjusted Iris Michael. Yeah, yeah, it's not all you adjusted. Lee Marvin. <laughs> Lee Marvin, yeah, and the Japanese World War II, the war was over, but they didn't know. Right, they're stranded. On the island. On, and what's really interesting, I did a little research on this. He, the Japanese guy, was a famous actor in Japan, didn't speak any English, and the director liked that, and they tried to communicate as if it were real stuff. Directed by John Borman. How about that? And th- that movie's called At Earth's Core. As, no, <laughs> Hell in the Pacific. But John Borman, the great John. We're talking Excalibur. We're talking Deliverance here. Oh. I, sorry, I, I thought I know him as Johnny Borman. <laughs> All right, you're time for a new segment. Okay, th- th- we're going to give it a. We've done this recently, oh, but I now like it has a title. You're familiar with that game show called Name That Tune? Yeah. Well, you know where I'm going. Yeah. Name that title. Okay. It's our new show. You ready? Okay. Okay. Now I went out of my way and I went back to all of our previous podcasts okay. and we have them in a log and I picked the more obscure ones and these are not easy, my friend. Are you ready? All right. This is with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. We spoke about it fairly recently, who's an FBI agent mm. on an Indian reservation. I know. And a lot of snow. I know. Remember I know that? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know the movie. And we talked about it about it's a couple. Like wind? Yes. There's something. It, it's wind. Not wind, wind talkers. Oh, you're so wind, close. River wind. Riv, wind river. Wind river. Yeah. Robert. That's really good. Yeah. Kudos to you. I'm picking. Titles that are not particularly strong, yeah. and I'm also going back quite a ways, okay. but you, you just yeah, rallied got on that one. All right, we're giving you that one. Are you ready for another one? Yeah. Okay. This was a documentary. It was really bad. I was so, I think it's one that I picked. Uh, connections. <laughs> Kurt Cameron. No, that would be too obvious at this okay. point. Nine scientists all over the world who uh, explore different phenomena and give us answers oh, to the unexplainable. Man. It was a bad documentary with a horrible title. Wasn't it like one scientist leaves off where the next one picks up or something like that? Yes. And there, but there are a total of nine around the world with yeah. phenomena giving us solutions with the, and the answers are really kind of woo. And the oh, that's what it was. Is that like when one scientist would like, that's what it, what it was, is that it was a scientist that was showing their world to another scientist. Okay. That was the gimmick. Yeah. And so like, it one would, scientist would show something and then uh, to another scientist and then that scientist would show their world to right. the next one and then that scientist would show their world to the one after that. So it was kind of like a leapfrog. Yes. That was the gimmick, right? Yes. Yeah. Like a stairway. So if you will. I would say like small worlds or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, you won't get this. No. Horrible title, The Most Unknown. No. The most Never unknown. No. One more. One more. I think I like this next movie a little bit more than you did. And it was You could have given me fifty three hints and yeah. I still would have know, gotten no, the most No, it's horrible. Unknown. The most unknown. Yeah. Troops of people would do broad would do musicals in industrial shows, trade shows, and there was a documentary about how many the famous singers of today got oh, their right. start, got their beginning at these trade show musicals, right. industrial musicals, a yeah. documentary, and it was really quite interesting. And wasn't the the producer from the uh, the late show, the, yeah. the night show, uh, David Letterman David, show? Yes, you remember he that. Really a head it. writer yeah. from David Letterman did this. He stumbled upon this phenomena yeah. and did this documentary titled... Give me a hint. It's not a great... Okay, it's something over Broadway. Oh, yeah. Something over Broadway. 
Not bullets over Broadway. No, but, but it's like, also with a B. There's yeah. alliteration here. It was a play on bullets over Broadway. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it's not yes, bullets. Yeah, it's like, yeah, um, yeah. And you don't shower, but you go into a... Bathtub? Bathtubs over Broadway. over Broadway. Not a great title. No. Not a great title, but it's really an interesting documentary. And those are my three for Name That Title. Wow. Hey, you sent me a video. I did. You sent me an interesting video about what did horror, I send you? horror movies. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Yes, you did. No. I watched it. What did it, what did it say? Or did I? The thesis was that they've gone, they traded off character development for high concept. That's yeah. it. And they were talking about the horror movies in the 40s mm-hmm. and then in the 80s. And what we have now is obviously high concept mm-hmm. and real glitzy and kind of fluffy and not memorable. Yeah. You remember that? I think it's true. Oh, it's largely true. Yeah. It's largely true. And it's so, I love these videos that you sent me. Although I want to say this particular one was a little bit fluffy. Mm. I did find a little bit well edited. The f- fun seeing those rapid fire clips of the original Frankenstein, all that stuff. And I like the guy doing the narration, but it was a little bit, okay, okay, we get it. But uh, they showed original Frankenstein movies and the elaborate sets and how memorable those scenes are. And they also went out of their way to include horror movies of the 80s with, with Jason and all these people. But now it's really gone high concept, forgettable stuff. I think part of it is there has just been more and more of a a division of film into either uh, no character development at all or all character development in the case of like the Marvel cinematic universe where it's just all care. It's basically TV show, right? It's just, you're, you're watching a TV show with an hour and a half long episode or two hour long episode. And then you have to get one every, you know, six months. That's kind of, it's a weird way to think about That's basically what we're watching with those, the the big um, I don't know tentpole movies like that. It it also seems like I mean, when is the last time that you have seen a major Hollywood film that has not been a remake? Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. There a, you go. Uh, something that was based off a sequel or something that was based off of pre existing intellectual property like right. a book or comic book right. or something like that. Right. How about that? How about that? And jumping on that point, I, I do want to say you probably won't want to watch it. I don't think you'd want to see the remake of West Side Story. Mm, I have no it's interest. It's getting but... an incredible buzz. Uh, the L.A. Times went gaga over it. They just loved it. And I wasn't expecting <laughs> well, this. because That fucking rag? I mean, who cares what the L.A. Times has to say? <laughs> no, but it is getting quite a strong buzz. You know, and I was. They say it's. You know what they're. Uh, side note. Yeah. I was just listening to another podcast. And you know what they're. How big do you think their subscription base is? The LA Times? Yeah. I would think it's major. It's it's well. How, although, how many do you think? I'm not good at these numbers. No, no, no. Give me a ballpark. What idea. do you think? When you say subscription per day, how many? Yeah. Are we talking about the Sunday? How many people subscribe to the LA Times? Well, it's obvious. Okay, now with what's been going on with digital as mm-hmm. opposed to print, but obviously it's got to be many, many thousands. Of subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's maybe I'll look up. I don't know what the New York Times is. Maybe we can use that as a base as a base reference for right. uh, how many how what the subscription. But rate. I'm sure fewer fewer people are reading than it was 20 years ago. Then, um, okay, so you're look, but the give me the New York Times and I'll give you the LA Times. Okay, go ahead. You keep going. <clears throat> what? Oh, so uh, 
West Side Story. That was my point. Yeah. That, you know me, and I've always come to you with this mantra that as soon as they remake The Great Escape, I'm checking out. Remember? Yeah. I, I give up at that point. And when I heard that Spielberg is directing this remake, I thought, oh, why don't... There they go again, redoing these classic films. However... This is getting a very strong buzz and people say it's good. I want to say Spielberg based his film not on the first film by Robert Weiss, but it's by the Broadway play. He went back to the core roots of West Side Story. I know none of this interests you whatsoever, none. but I want to see, by the way, you know, who Stephen Sondheim, he died a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And like you were like, all right, enough of Stephen Sondheim. He wrote the lyrics. Okay. What do you have for me? New York Times reaches 8 million subscribers. Wow. Okay. Okay, so what right. is LA Times? Well, uh, it's obviously less. I don't know. I, I'm going to say it's um, uh, 1.2 million. Mm. Less than half a million. It's awful. What a rag. What do they know about West Side I'm Story? You. That's your point. I, I mean, their reporting is notoriously bad. I mean, no, it's just. Uh, we're talking about objectivity? <laughs> right, right. I know. So It's gotten over the top. Liberal. Yeah, I, I mean, I know. I know. But still, uh, fair point. I mean, look, is that a movie that you really want to do? You want to do West Side Story on the podcast? We should probably have this conversation off the air, but why not? I want to see it. There's yeah, but that's a place for us. Da, da, da. I want you to know I'm not opposed. I, I will. Tonight, tonight. That's a good song. Won't be. It is? Yeah. Okay. Good. See, there's, there's hope for you. I mean, I'll watch it, but. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 you know that song's da, da, da. not in the, in the movie? Hmm? You know what? that's not in the new movie? That's yes, song? It is. yes, it is. No. Don't do that to me. You're fucking with me. <laughs> that would break my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. I love that Elton no. John song. All right, I'm done. Okay. And that's what's in the news. All right. <laughs> uh, what's next? Uh, what did you see this week? Sorry. I also had a lot of, a lot of oomph. Can I have a little I more oomph? I just got derailed. Yeah, we did. What did you see this week? <laughs> Some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. But first, someone kind of responsible as a sponsor. AVGearGuy.com. AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring all of your non-digital media into digital media. This is all of your old slides, your home movies, your pictures, all of that stuff. You send it over to AVGearGuy.com. He'll transfer it over to a digital format for you so you can share it with Grandma, put it up on Facebook, and... Instagram, wherever it is. That you State of the art equipment. Yep. Really high level professional stuff this guy uses. Yeah. He's more extremely reasonable, extremely reasonably priced, mm -hmm. less expensive than Costco. We're both clients of his. And if you mention our podcast, 5% off what's on his website, avgearguy.com. Who's going to go first? I'll go first. I'll lock mine out because I didn't see all that much this week. Um, you know, I, I watched, I think, two movies. Oh, no, I guess I did watch a couple. I watched some shit this week. I watched some real poop this week. I forgot. Let's hear it. Okay. <clears throat> First we, of all. We like poop. I'm just going to zip through these bad ones really quickly. I watched uh, Max Payne. Okay. So Max Payne, uh, you, you have a very quizzical look on your face I right do. now. It's a Mark Wahlberg movie. Um, is This is 2008. <laughs> There's another quizzical face. <laughs> Mark, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Marky okay. Mark. Yeah, I Does know. Does that help you? I know. I know. I know he knew he is, but I was rolling my eyes. You know. He's lucky to be where he is. So Do you agree with that? I'm going to send you an article that talks about, it breaks down and says, Mark Wahlberg, it makes a really good argument for why Mark Wahlberg is the greatest actor of our generation. You've got to send me this bullshit. <laughs> it's 
it's really because it, it is like the headline is so like what the fuck are you talking about and by the end you go well they got a point <laughs> name two movies he did that were substantial where he was a solid actor where that's how are we basing this are we basing it off of box office returns i mean not necessarily the departed he was really good in the departed he's still marky mark (laughs) and what's the the crush the one that where he was or fear that's what it was Mm, yeah not the crush oh don't you touch the crush (laughs) he was not in that but he was in the departed he was in boogie nights that was really good it was a great movie he was good he was the fighter he was good in that, too. Mm. See what I mean? It's one of those kind of things where you're like, no way. You know, and then you start looking at it, and you're like, wait a minute. I might pull a Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. I'm going to go a Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to go Jake Gyllenhaal on you. I love Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> well, Jake is the finest American actor we've had of this generation. I, he is. I really think that yeah. might be true. Yeah. I think he's really good. I do, too. And we urge our listeners to go back to the earlier podcast. <laughs> but, um, okay, so, yeah. So anyway, getting back. Did he do the underwear uh, ads? Was oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Klein. Yeah. Way was, back in the day. Yeah, right. Jake Gyllenhaal we're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, his sister. <laughs> Maggie? Yeah. Mm-mm. So Max Payne is a, a, a very paint by a private eye? He's a cop. Yeah. I mean, look, this is he's a cop whose wife has been killed, and he's trying to find the killers. You know, it's like years later. And this, huh. oh, it's never been done before. Right. And it's based off of a movie called Max Payne. And, and uh, I'm sorry, no, a video game. The movie is based off the video game. I misspoke. So it's based off of a video game. It, 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 this is, um, it, it's often kind of regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, it, it really was not very interesting or thought-provoking. Mila Kunis is in that movie, too. I'm sorry, who's Mila Kunis? Who? Mila Kunis? Another movie that I saw that was absolutely awful is a movie called Reasonable Doubt. Mm-mm. And uh, this is where, okay, Samuel L. Jackson stars. Uh, actually, she, he's like the, he's the main bad guy. And uh, who's the, the main, oh, I got to find the, the, the main actor is not a, a household name. Uh, Dominic Cooper, that's who it is. Dominic Cooper is like a district attorney. And he gets drunk, is like an assistant district attorney, something like that. He's, he works for the government. He drives uh, home drunk one night and hits this guy uh, while he's driving. But he it's like a hit and run. He hits him, and then he calls 911 and drives away because he knows that if he gets caught there, he's going to get popped for drunk driving, and he's not going to get the position of like district attorney. So he leaves. Goes home, tries to cover up the crime. The um, police do some investigation into this because they find the the guy he hit and they blame Samuel L. Jackson for it. And they go to trial and everything and he winds up working on the case against Samuel L. Jackson. And so he's committed the crime. He knows that Samuel L. Jackson didn't do it. He did it. But he's trying to basically pin it on Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson goes free and he's acquitted. Right? So he's acquitted. Yeah, yeah. But... Then it turns out, um, because they, they wanted Samuel Jackson as a serial killer. They said that Samuel Jackson was actually trying to kill him, murder him. And so they let him go free. He's acquitted. And then this guy finds out that Samuel L. Jackson actually was trying to kill him. And that's why the guy was there in the first place. Samuel Jackson had stabbed him, and he was running for help. 
and ran out into the street, and that's why he hit the guy in the first place. And so now Samuel Jackson knows that this prosecutor knows his secret and is he's now hunting him. It's Did you talk about this movie before? I've never have, seen it before. Oh, you haven't seen it before. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I yeah. Although wow. it's, it's very convoluted. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. It's got a lot of twists. It's horrible. It's this is not good. It uh man, this is it was it was work going through this movie. It was there were so many like okay, just suspend your disbelief for this and this and this and this. And it's just I I can't do all this. Too Wait, many mental gymnastics. Is Marky Mark in that movie? No. Because if he nice. was, it would have been a great movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would have been a blockbuster. <laughs> um, let me tell you another movie that I saw uh, that I, I did like. I saw The Outsiders. How does that hold up? Well. Yeah. Let's it, just it take a, a moment. Is it, and you tell me. Important book. Oh, important yeah. book and movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who is in that movie? Mm. Did you see the movie? No. But uh, there was one time when I used to teach high school. All the kids were reading that book, you know? It was yeah. very in book to be read. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down the list of people that were in this movie. Okay. C. Thomas Howell. Yes. You remember him, mm-hmm. right? Leif Garrett. Wow, Leif Garrett. He had an interesting life. Mm-hmm. Matt Dillon. Wow. Ralph Macchio. Wow. Remember Ralph Macchio? Of course Ralph I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Patrick Swayze. Wow. Rob Lowe. Wow. Emilio Estevez. Tom Cruise. And Tom Waits. Tom, I don't know. They, they got them all in this yeah. movie. And Diane Lane. Mm, I like her. Diane Lane is something else. Well, she was really hot. She was beautiful. She was drop-dead beautiful. There's a movie called Little Romance when she was a little girl. I love that film. I ha- they, they talked about that in the opening of this movie. They had a, a little four forward video of Francis Ford Coppola who was kind of mentioning that he had seen that movie and was like, I wanted to get her for this. Yes. And um, and they showed just a couple clips of it, and I was like, ooh, I want to see that. Yeah, little romance. yeah, yeah. And she was, uh, she was a, yeah. a hot little yeah. number. Mm-hmm. And I think I always got her confused with, uh, who's the other Diane? Uh, Diane Keaton. Not a hot little number. She, the tie when she'd wear the tie and do that, Woody An- yeah, yeah. The Annie Hall shtick. I mean, she wasn't and, ugly, but she's no, just not. And, she's not a Diane Lane. Yeah, and the way she and her voice cadence was yeah. cute with that conversational nonsense. So no, a lot of people Lane called was, Diane Lane the Grace Kelly of her generation, but it didn't happen. It didn't. Yeah, her it career didn't fizzled. happen. And she had a sex tape. She had a full-on sex tape where she like uh, was like. I mean, it was like pornographic, and the guy like jizzed all over her face and stuff. Is it on YouTube? Yep, I'm out of here. Yeah, I saw it. No, you didn't. I did. did. Yeah, it's, I, I was like, well, wait a minute. Now I got to see if I can find this. How did you get that? Is it? It's not on YouTube. Yeah, it's not. It's not on YouTube. It's on, but, but no, but there's, there's other video streaming services there besides are? YouTube. I yeah. think it's all about YouTube. Wow. How about you porn? Don't tell me you've never oh, been there before. I, I yeah. How about Pornhub? What's that? That's my go-to. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, but Diane Lane, when she was in Little Romance, I thought, well, she's got her career now. For the next 50 years, she's going to be. What happened? It just didn't. She did a few other movies. They're almost like B movies, or they're A movies, but she had small parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. She never really carried other films after that. I wonder if she's hard to work with I wonder. She was in a movie with Richard Gere. I remember that. But I, yeah, 
It just didn't take off the way I thought it would. Yeah, I think everybody thought it would. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so watch that. Watch A Little Romance. You I will want like, to. You will like it. Yeah. You know who's in The Little Romance? Broderick Crawford. Who's that? You know who that is. Oh, you don't know? No. Yes, you do. Highway Patrol. Remember, he was the star of Highway Patrol. Didn't watch Highway Patrol. You never watched Highway no. Patrol? Oh, anyway. Hey, guess what? Broderick Crawford is in it. Broderick I love it. And he Did plays... you ever see Highway Patrol? <laughs> and he plays himself. Oh. So I say, you're Broderick Crawford. But of course, if you're watching that movie, it won't have any meaning for it because oh. you don't know who he is. <laughs> uh, real quick, last movie I watched, I watched with uh, producer Joey Apocalypto. Have you seen that? No. Oh, that's with what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. And what's her name? Yeah. Her? No. Oh, no, but Mel. Maybe. Is it Mel? Mel Gibson fact, directed. Mel, what do you wrote and directed it? Yeah. 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 How? What's that movie about? Is that good? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. Did you see it before? Or is it many times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw it when it came out. I saw it. I actually saw it with Mel Gibson at a theater. He was giving he was in the theater. Yeah. yeah. He was in the theater. Was it like Q and A afterwards? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. He. Yeah. Did he mention like sugar tits and? Oh so yeah, make all these it was after that. By yeah. by the way, it, it was. was after that. So, yeah. um, he sat next to me and held my hand, and yeah, um, did I, you, did I put you, I put the popcorn in my lap and oh, you did that. Fed my dick through the bottom of it. Right, but, that's yeah. really good. And you wore yarmulke when you did that. Of course, good. Yeah, okay. I always wear a yarmulke when I go to watch movies. Mm, good shoe. So, <laughs> uh, but you, by yarmulke you mean condom, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure. Yeah, well, they both cover a head. Yeah. Skull cap. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so it's about a, a tribe in, <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you something so funny. All right. So it's a, a tribe of, of these, like these people in the rainforests of Brazil, presumably, and they get taken over by the Mayans and the, the Mayans like kidnap them and put them into slavery. They like kill their kids and rape their wives and everything. And they force them to walk you know, like for a whole like 20 miles, supposedly something like that to their temple. And the temple is sacrificing people, chopping off their heads and ripping out their hearts and stuff. And they're just throwing, there's tons and tons of dead bodies and they are killing all these people. And the people of the city are asking for more human sacrifice. And right at the point where our hero gets on the, the the sacrifice altar, there is a uh, an eclipse that happens, and I don't know if you know this, but the Mayans had actually studied the eclipse patterns, and they knew when the eclipses were coming, and they would often do this. They would they knew that the eclipse would happen on such and such a day, and they would basically hold these big rituals and say um, it's you know the gods are angry with us, and if we do these sacrifices then they will give us a sign and these people didn't you know it'd be 200 years since the last eclipse <clears throat> and so people wouldn't know you know what is an right, eclipse they right. had no concept of that but the people who studied it the the religious uh people who understood it and they would pass down these secrets of here's when the eclipse is going to happen again they knew it's going to happen and there's we can use sign. this to sign. regain power. Yeah. Or you can say you pawn yourself off as a ma- magician. Right. A sorcerer. Exactly. So they are about to kill our hero. Yeah. And then the eclipse happens and then they stop and they say, okay, well, what do we do? And they say, we'll set them all. We'll dispose of them, they say. And they, all right, so we'll start trying to play these games with them and, and we'll start hunting them down. Well, our hero, his name is Jaguar Paul. He, Jaguar Paul escapes from them 
and starts running back through the jungles back to his village and they chase him. So the last half of the movie is just a big chase scene and they're chasing and chasing and chasing. Um, what's really interesting is that at the very end, they chase him all the way back to his village and I'm going to ruin the movie for you. It ends in a very, uh, uh, um, uh, Lord of the Flies kind of way because mm. they chase him to the beach and he is like running on the on the sand. He's made it back to his village, but they're still chasing him. There's like two guys after him. And he gets to the beach and he <clears throat> falls to his knees and he stares out at the across the beach and the guys are coming up right behind him. They're about to kill him and then they stop too and they just stare and they're like, what is that? And n- you can't see what they're looking at, but they've just stopped their chase. And you're going, what the fuck is this? Why are you not killing him? Why is he stopping? And the camera kind of pans to reveal the conquistadors have arrived. And they have these like magnificent ships, and these people have never seen these tribesmen are like, "What the fuck is that?" And these huge ships are out there. Well, when I was watching it with uh, with producer Joey, she goes, "Oh, the Americans," and I was like, "No, they're the Americans. The, 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 the these are Spanish. Spanish. They're Spaniards, and, and, that's and the guys funny. that are on yeah. the beach are the they're Americans. Americans, right? Right. They're but, Native uh, Americans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So." Yeah. It was really interesting. Just the whole uh, the ending of the movie is it just takes this weird spin wow. where you're like, "What the fuck?" And the Spanish come, uh, you know, to shore, and I presumably they're like, "What? What have you guys been doing here?" It's a cool movie, though. Yeah, I'm curious about that movie. It's good. Even I mean. Though- all of the the dialogue is is supposedly accurate to Mayan. Uh, like the language is all in Mayan, so they they speak like a Mayan language. Do you ever think about from where we came and the blood that's pumping in our body is 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 with 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 sacrifice and violence? I'm being serious right now. That what it is to be human. That this is. It seems to me this era, even with what's going on right now is quite peaceful yes, compared I agree. It's quite peaceful compared when you think about from where we came. Yeah. And the blood that's pumping in us is a pretty messed up history. Yeah. And that stuff is inside us. Well, and I don't think it's just us. I mean, you look at the animal kingdom, <clears throat> it's incredibly violent. Yeah. It's, it's not peaceful. It's amazing we're civilized as we are. Yeah. I agree. I I think we could do better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we we could do a better job of being more peaceful. I think <clears throat> we just give in to our urges too yeah. often. We all know what to do. We all know how to behave. We're, we're just not doing it. And I don't know, maybe that's part of human nature as well. But yeah, yeah I mean, look, we have, we've achieved something that is unparalleled, just humanity. I mean, one might argue that's our greatest invention, more than the wheel or discovery of fire or anything like that, but just creating humanity, creating the internet, creating uh, all of these just amazing inventions, going to the fucking moon. Yeah. Dolphins ain't got shit on us. Yeah. 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 They can't go to the moon. Fuck those guys. Fuck beavers. You think polar bears can go to the moon? (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I agree. Wow. Well, you've had quite a week. Yeah. What'd you see this week? Hmm? What'd you see this week? What did you see this week? What did you see this week? You ready? Yeah. 
blue juice. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say blue juice. No. Yeah. <laughs> These are like Smurfs who wear uh, who wear their yarmulkes and, very funny. and read the yeah, Torah. Yeah, yeah. Then we have Mel Gibson shooting them. <laughs> I don't remember much about it, but I like the title and the uh, the thumbnail logo was Catherine Zeta-Jones holding a surfboard. So I thought, good enough for me. I'm going to give that movie a chance. Now, I also watched a little bit of a movie called Chasers. Are you at all familiar with this movie? No. It's got an interesting history because I want to say it was Dennis uh, Hopper's last film. And it was written by uh, Dan Gilroy. And he's someone I admired uh, because he... Mm, 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 mm. I wish our listeners could see that poster. You can see why I. What is it? What's the poster? Oh, I see Catherine looking pretty hot in a blue jumpsuit, and there's waves behind her, and some dude behind her, and it's going to be a fuck fest. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, it is. You recognize Ewan McGregor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan Gilroy. I want to say that he wrote Chasers. Okay. And he did. He went to a movie we both love. Uh, called Nightcrawler. Remember Nightcrawler? No. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But then he also did Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm. So he fell from grace as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, the movie was a huge flop. It was the 1990s. So Dan was just starting off as a screenwriter. Got it. And it was Dennis Hopper's last movie in 1994. And it was kind of a mess. Wait, Dennis Hopper did more movies besides You would think so. I'm go go look at this. Dennis Hopper, 1994, Chasers, the last movie he directed. Is oh, that last movie he directed. Yes, not in. I see. Not in, but directed. That ma- that makes sense. Hey, I was really excited about something. Remember last week and the week before, I was going on about the Gigolo and how much I love that Hong Kong movie. Yeah, Robert, there's a part two. I was gonna say, is there a sequel? Yes, there is. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that tonight. But then, speaking about movies that I watched halfway through, Chloe. And this movie is with Julianne Moore, Leanne Neeson, and Amanda uh, Seafried. Yeah, all three are in it. And what happens is the husband is cheating on the wife, but the wife isn't totally convinced. So she hires young, beautiful Amanda to seduce the husband and make sure they fuck, and then she'll know for sure her husband's a cheater. And that's the first 20 minutes. There's two twists, two twists. It's an incredible film. Look at these three actors in it. I can't wait to go home and watch the second half tonight. That's what I saw this Gigolo week. Gigolo 2? No, that's Gigolo. This is Chloe. <laughs> That's what I watched this week. Uh, so Dennis Hopper did direct two other movies after that, but they're both short films. Oh, they're so, shorts. Okay. Yeah. Then let's say it's feature films. Yeah. Those are less, less feature. You know, I, I can see what's going on with you is that you're clearly choosing movies based on the covers. You're going Look through, at Ch- Robert's holding up Chasers right now. You're going can you through. see why I, gra- I went gaga? And I you're, gravitated You're over. finding on Amazon Prime, you're going, oh, that looks hot. Damn and right. That's what your children you, like. You figured out my methodology. Yeah. Yep. I, I got yep. you. At least I'm consistent. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I'll say that. Yeah. All right. All right, Robert. Yeah. You, say something. You talk to about me. dangerous. Yeah, and Ro- yeah. Can you have a little bit? Take two. You want to talk about dangerous? And Robert, talk us through it. Okay. I, uh, do I, I mean, have to? Yeah. Do I have? Are we going to be on the same page? Yeah. You saw a text I sent you last night. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in for a treat. Oi! I actually wrote that to you. All right. This I, movie. I. I I talk first. Talk us through it, then we'll go. To, what's what's it about? I'm gonna try. I don't even know if I really can talk us through it because it's fucking. It, this is a mess. This oh. movie's a mess. And I, all along, because I was thinking about this on my coming over this morning, that you like to find 
a nugget or two within any film. That's always been a premise of yours to say, hey, it got made and you hate to rag on movies, but I can't wait to hear something positive (laughs) you're about to say. I don't know if you can. Uh, Go, go. So this movie stars Scott Eastwood as D. Um, the short for Dylan. I'm not sure why they needed to do that. It just sounded very forced. Anyway, D is um, he is a sociopath and cannot cannot uh, form. Emo- he has trouble understanding human emotions, and so and right from wrong. Right, correct. So his brother dies. He goes to his uh, this island that his brother lived on, where his family is, and. All of a sudden, all these bad guys show up, and they want some. Like it turns out to be gold, I guess. But they're like they're after something, and this house that's uh, on this island is hooked up to a, a lighthouse <laughs> that has all this secret armor, and it's it's I don't know. I guess a cat and mouse movie. All the while, throughout the entire movie, he keeps calling his psychologist, the doctor played by Mel Gibson, and asking him for advice. This movie is such a mess. Thank you. It's a misguided mess. It doesn't know whether it wants to be a comedy or a drama or an action. It's all over the place. And um, I got to say the biggest problem that I had with this movie, bar none, was that Scott Eastwood is supposed to play D. D is supposed to not be able to understand emotions he's literally before before the funeral when he goes he shows up here to you know to he shows up to this island to say goodbye to his brother and he starts rehearsing before the funeral pat the person on the back um you know hug them i'm sorry for your loss right he he has these note Note cards, cards right that he's gone through so this is how troubled he is at understanding other people's emotions and yet throughout the entire movie he shows emotions. There's a, a scene where they find this submarine underground, and he sees the submarine and goes, whoa! And it's like this big <gasps> reaction. And I'm like, that's an emotion, dude. What are you well, talking I about? I think he can have emotions, but they're misguided emotions. The emotions are, but he, quote, there's, wrong. There's no indicator that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only the only slight thing that happened that where it kind of paid off was there was a scene where he needed to distract the bad guys, and so he stabbed this girl in the hand so that the bad guys could come running in and he could ambush them. Yeah, yeah. Which didn't even make sense. Yeah. Why do you need to stab somebody? Why don't you just throw a pot on the ground or something like that? You can make noise in another way other than a scream if you're trying to bring the bad guys into the room. It, it, this, this movie makes no sense. Yeah. You know, I want to tell you, the basic premise was kind of interesting. If I was I to kind break of agree, it down yeah. two sentences about here we've got this guy who's hooked on antidepressants. He's crazy fucked up in the head. He's done horrible, Wait, horrible did you just thing. find something positive about this movie? The premise. But then <laughs> it becomes, yeah. it unravels. And, yeah. that's, and then his brother dies and he shows up at the family home trying to do the right thing. And then the third act is where he's got to rally and do the right. That's an interesting character study, what I just said. Right. I could get behind that. What a piece of shit this was. Well, I mean, I like the idea. Anytime you've ever seen a sociopath in a movie, it's always a bad guy, right? That's always the the main concept in the in the in a movie. If there's a sociopath, they're a murderer. They 
they have no compassion or anything Can a sociopath like be a good person? Well, I think he was in this movie, right? Not his background, his backstory, but yeah. In this film, he did the right thing. But I think it's interesting that we're rooting for a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I think that that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't know where to begin with this movie. I, I did enjoy... I, okay. I know where to end yeah, right okay. now. I got a... Uh, Scott is becoming more and more like his pop. I saw a lot of similarities with I did gestures yeah. and voice, and that was kind of cool. Like, yeah. okay, he's in a shit movie, yeah. but I enjoyed seeing Clint's boy in this film. I'm trying really hard to find something that was worthwhile. I, you know, here's that, another thing, too, I noticed. And Mel Gibson with the therapist, that was hippy-dippy bullshit. Yeah. What was up with that? Were I don't they know. padding? I felt like I felt like they. We like movies that breathe. Yeah, we like movies that breathe and texture where we learn about the characters. Yep. I felt like here they had a skeleton script and they had to pad it with something so he'd be on the phone talking to his therapist, and that was nonsense. Yeah. What Mel Gibson was saying, it was hippy dippy nonsense silliness. It didn't do. I, I think probably what they said was, we can get Mel Gibson in yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah, a name, but he can't commit to all of the time to right. be he, he's not going to commit to a two-month shoot but we can get him for two days and we can shoot all of his scenes absolutely. in two days absolutely so let's have him be the doctor that this guy is talking to the entire time and because you could see all of mel gibson's scenes were all i mean removed they were all separate right completely right. separate so from everything all else. shot within a two day I, I mean maybe one day if you just really knocked it out hard yeah. you yeah. know and you could if if he knows what he's doing and you say, Mel, we really need to make sure you know, know these lines. And he was like, yeah, I got it. Don't worry what, about it. Is this the same guy who was in, dragged across the, what was concrete. it called, concrete? Yeah. We saw that movie together. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. What a, is this the same? I didn't think Mel Gibson was bad. The writing was bad. It was just it, it, I didn't care. It just was yeah. kind of like, well, yeah. who who cares about this? I will say this about it because I was noticing one of, one of the many things I noticed about this movie. One of the hallmarks of a bad actor or actors, is that they don't know what to do other than their line. Mm. They say their line, and that's it. They don't. Their hands are awkward. They where they look is awkward. They have nothing else to do. Strong actors find something else to do. They're doing something else. They they will pick up a prop and they will use that prop, or they'll touch their face in a way that gives them an interaction to have. It makes it more interesting. I, the, Brad Pitt does this all throughout Ocean's Eleven. He's constantly eating. That's his gimmick, right? That That's a great example of what I'm talking about. And I think it was very obvious to me that Mel Gibson has figured that out because he was sitting there. He was There was a scene where he was chopping up um, food and he was kind of playing with the knife a little bit and it made it kind of comical and, and interesting. Another and the movie, he's drinking whiskey. Is that right? right. Drinking yeah, he, whiskey out of it. doing Doing something. something. But in other scenes, there are actors and actresses in this movie that just are, are sitting there waiting to be talked to. And they're not doing anything. They're not, they're not on their phone. They're, not, they're just sitting there. It was so weird the way it was directed to it in, this, in the main room of yeah. this mansion. Seeing the characters they're interacting was just fucking bizarre. Yeah. It was not real. And not in a good bizarre way. No. Yeah, we not like in a bizarre. David Lynch way. We like bizarre when it's good bizarre. This is like what what it was like a <sighs> Can I also say too, the casting was not done well. Um the 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 grandma I guess the mom the the mom of the of D 
she's supposed to be this hard ass, like hard drinking, yeah. mean yeah. person yeah. who's not. She's like slapping her son around and they doesn't like her son. Well, why did you come back here? She looked the sweetest, nicest old lady. I wanted to give her <laughs> a looked, hug. She looked that way. Yeah. 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 I'm like, you're you're not casting right here. I think we forgot one of the moments uh, that an element in this film where I just, you know, how I sometimes check out the submarine. Are you checked out? This thought. Didn't you think it was ludicrous? I I will tell you. I checked out at that point you, too. I mean, it, it was insane, stupid. A lot that of felt this... like it was written by a middle school kid. And, and, and you know what? And then under the mansion, there's like the sea because it's an island, and there's going to be and there's going to be a submarine, and it's going to have all this gold, and that's where it's like, oh, what are you doing? A I agree. Fucking submarine. Under the house. The only set piece that I thought had potential that didn't didn't really pay off was he got up on the submarine and used the gun of the submarine to shoot the, the bad guys, but it didn't even really pay off. It didn't look right. It just, the, the bad guys were shooting at him. They were hitting all around the gun, and he wasn't even flinching. Bullets were ricocheting. Yeah, I think there was a shield. But he wasn't even flinching. They were just ricocheting off, and then he shot them for like two minutes straight before he finally hit somebody. That's like a fifty cal machine gun. I mean, I I don't know, maybe bigger. That thing was huge, and he like he couldn't hit these guys. (laughs) What's going on? At the point, I was just like, well, I don't know, whatever. I checked out the submarine at the end. It was stupid. And I want to say, too, the title is not good. I'm, you're reading my notes. I mean, again. I don't mind the title it's not, of it's, a movie. It's just, it's just no, the t- but it's, it's not dangerous. appropriate. Dangerous? I guess. I, I, yeah, but it, it doesn't. I, I don't like the title at all. And this movie is going to go down, my friend, as one of the worst movies we've talked about. It is. At least I'm sure you yeah, agree. I mean, I would agree. I, I'm trying to think. Um, what other redeeming? It was um, not. Mi- I mean, OK, OK, look. I will say this: some of the action sequence were, sequences were competently made. Um, the writing was really bad, and and it was it, it, you could tell that there were troubles on set. I knew that there was going to be trouble in this movie when I saw in the opening credits. Uh, I estimated; I didn't count all of them exactly, but I estimated, no exaggeration, there were ten executive producers. Ah, that's the sign. And I went, that's the sign. This ain't good. Yeah. Yeah, this thing because you're handing out these these parts like they're candy, and that that must mean you're having financial trouble or something. I don't know. What's like, uh, FBI was getting involved. I, I, stupid. Yeah, it was in the jail. It's just I truly did not understand. Okay, other. Let me also give you another confession. Um, when I watched this movie, I was I was tired, and I started watching it, and after about 10 or 15 minutes, I fell asleep. So when I woke up, I said, all right, let me go back. That's not fair. Let me, let me give this movie a fair shot. And I rewatched the, you know, from the beginning, the first 10 or 15 minutes, I still had no idea. Even after the second viewing, I'm going, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. I don't I don't understand what's happening here. So I rewatched the setup to this movie, you know, the first 10 or 15 minutes twice. Yeah. I still had no idea what was happening yeah. or why th- things were going on. This was bad. 
it's on my list of among like the top the worst five or ten movies that we've seen. Definitely in, in the, the worst years. ten. Yeah, definitely. That we've done together. I wonder. I wonder if Clint has seen it. That's my boy. I I know. I really wonder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Made a movie. <laughs> Not sure if you should have, but you made it. Well, what do you think, punk? Do you punk? So this is definitely one of the worst movies we've seen. I urge everyone to go see it. Dangerous. <laughs> it's streaming now. You can check it out. Uh, <clears throat> Money shots. Ugh. Uh, I, I, I. I don't even all know. All right, I have two things written down. Yeah. I mean, money shots don't have to be good. They can be memorable no. moments. That's why even seeing the submarine would be a money shot. It was goofy. It was stupid as hell, but it still would be a money shot. Also, I was on board for this one beat where he did have those note cards telling him what to say and what to do. And I thought that's really interesting because you know I'm a list maker and I make little lists like that too. And when he wrote down a piece of paper, I'm so sorry for your loss. Not that I do that, but I could almost see myself doing that. And that was giving us a little bit of insight to the character, showing us... Mm -hmm. I'm trying hard to come up with something. Yeah. The use of note cards on how to behave at a funeral and number two, seeing the submarine. That's all I got. Yeah. I I, I think the scene where the bad guys found the tunnel that had some sort of like earth tracker, I'm not even sure how that yeah. played into things. Yeah. Uh, that For whatever reason, that stuck out in my mind. Um, I don't know. I'm going to forget this movie. Yeah. This is forgettable. It's already forgettable. It's so funny because I think I would have to watch this movie five or six times before it started sticking in my brain. This is such a, I'm going to call it a slippery movie because it's just going to slip right out of my brain. And you know, we saw Scott Eastwood in other stuff. Yeah. There was, was a movie about three years ago. What was that movie? Do you remember which the title's escaping me right now? The one that was in the Middle East and the. Yes. The, that wasn't even three years ago. That was like last year, buddy. Oh, okay. I think it was the beginning of the pandemic. It was a one word title. What was it? It was two. It was like the, the compound yes, or the base the or the, the outpost. Was that right? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. The outpost. That's what it was. And that was kind of a good movie. Yeah. And he was good in that yeah. film. Yeah. The outpost. Yeah. Don't we do this for a living? And uh, maybe not for a living. Don't we do this every week? <laughs> for, like review movies. And we're like, didn't we talk about that movie? <laughs> we sound, uh, like, we sound like we're real old on the porch it on a rocking like that. chair. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, we did that one back in 1977, I reckon. Oh, it a buddy, it was a few months ago. <laughs> it takes us. It takes a dual effort for us to remember the title of a movie. Well, that says something. But yeah, anyway, The Outpost, which was a good movie. This was shit. Misguided mess. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, you know what? It's not trying to be anti-wave, but it winds up becoming anti-wave. <laughs> That's great. I don't think we've ever broached that no, particular so lens before in analyzing. It's not trying to be, it's but it is trying to be That's very, a very funny. Hollywood That's movie. That's very funny. What you but said. I think it ends up being yeah. anti-wave. Well, I, I, okay. I want to do the Ira here. Yeah, he's the hero. Yeah, he's the hero, and does he succeed? Yeah. yeah, that's non-anti-wave. I think I would have liked it more if with the climactic scene we discovered that's the other brother oh who's... I, that, I would have liked it more a million different ways and, than and what then, it was. Yeah, and then uh, Eastwood 
takes a gun and blows his own brains out. Oh, yeah. Because he can't live with what he just did. Oh. He did the... Mor- no, I'm on a roll right now. Yeah. He did the morally right thing to do at the climax of the movie, and he has to kill himself because he hates who he's become. Mm. And you're looking at me like, there might be something there. And that would make the movie, seriously, more intriguing, more anti-wave. He can't live with himself because he did the morally right thing. <laughs> And he blows his brains out at the end. Well, I just made it more anti-wave. Yeah, you did. I'm trying to salvage this film. Why? Yeah, why? This is a bad movie. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just going to give this an anti-wave score five. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like right, yeah. right on the cusp. Sure. You know, I think also when we see bad movies and we talk about them, you and I both just have we just both get very apathetic. Yeah. We're like we kind of mm. shut down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It this just seems lazy. It seems like they've if they they had a budget, maybe there were some people that cared in moments, but it just didn't seem like there was enough maybe they had too many yes men who were like, "Yeah, yeah, do that. Oh, submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it just needs to be like, "Calm down. Let's figure this out." Anyway, it is what it is. There you go. Go it check out Dangerous. No, don't. Everybody go see Dangerous. <laughs> Ira's top movie of 2021. <laughs> All right. There you go. Who died this <laughs> All week? right. Got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people didn't turn to dust. Following people, last seven days in the entertainment industry, Martha De Laurentiis. This is the wife of Dino De Laurentiis. You know him. He's mm-hmm. a producer, did a lot of important films. And she produced a breakdown Hannibal and and she died at 67. Are you familiar with Lena Wertmiller? She was really important hmm. in the 1970s. She's an Italian film director. She did, she was 93. Seven Beauties, Love and Anarchy, sl- Swept Away. Okay, you remember one, these yep. films, right? Uh, I want to say that Italian film director and screenwriter, best known in art house films, Seven Beauties. And uh, she also became the first female director to be nominated for an Oscar in 1977 so how about that Hmm. and not many people died however i hope you don't give me a hard time on this one as far as the corner corners corner corner silver spotlight award not michael nesmith i'm gonna go home now yes it is but i gotta say well i'm not giving it to to gene hackman or betty white or dick van dyke or mel brooks or peppy lepew it is going to mike nesmith now listen We know him for music and for television, but I'm going to justify this choice in a moment. Mm -hmm. 78-year-old American musician, obviously with the monkeys and songwriter. He wrote Different Drum, Linda Ronstadt. You and I dance to the... Okay. I thought you said you were done singing songs. He was a Grammy winner uh, for Elephant Parts, which was the first time that they gave a Grammy for a um an hour-long video and you know we said that area of tv and movies kind of merging yeah. so there you go it's called elephant parts okay but i want to say that as, as also executive producer on repo man oh. see i'm justifying this more and more um he won the first grammy award we know that and he did cameo appearances in uh in whoopi goldberg's burglar he was a cameo appearance in time rider the adventures of lyle swan he was in repo man as a rabbi and he also executive produced tape heads okay and he was uh he was a water man in that movie wow. so he's he did movies but of course we know him as a musician the monkeys here we come walk all right so that was a great show i loved the monkeys yeah me too i went to their reunion tours i went to watch them perform live you have yeah and now you know what buddy 
We're left with just one monkey. There's a monkey. Circus boy. Do you think who's okay? Who's <laughs> gonna die first? This is a great question. Who's gonna die first? The Beatles or the monkeys? Well, we have two Beatles left. I know. So that's affecting right. Right. Oh, that's a great question. Who's gonna outlive? It's Mickey Dolan's versus Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. I think Ringo's going to be around for a while. I you just think do. Ringo's going to be around longer? Than yeah, him? I do. Paul's Paul's wonderful, and he still has it. And he still performs, and does and performs for two hours. I've seen yeah. him uh, without a break. Does all the old stuff, the new stuff, and what have you. And he also does not have an intro act. It's Paul. By new stuff, you mean wings, right? You're very funny. <laughs> That's a good point you're making. The new yes, stuff. Yes, that is that is what I meant. Non-Beatle okay, is what I meant. But you're right. You're right. Um, His new stuff is 40 years old. Yeah, but he's looking more frail than Mickey Dolenz. Okay. Mickey Dolenz is more sprite. You know, he's more... Yeah. 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 How uh, is that? Uh, I was dancing. <laughs> he's doing a little dance now. I think Paul McCartney will die before Mickey Dolenz. Okay. Then Mickey Dolenz... Versus Ringo Starr. Oh, well, I think Ringo's going to be around. Well, that's interesting. Is Ringo like a cockroach? He never dies? Yeah, I'm going to die. He'll be singing Yellow Submarine? Yeah. Well, I hope Ringo dies first. <laughs> that's a hard call. I need to know the age of these remaining Well, people. they're about the same age. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Old. <laughs> you know, and this, I, I think I sent you this in a text too. There's only a few weeks ago at the Greek Theater when Mike Nesbeth and Mickey right. Dolenz performed the last reunion tour of the Monkees. Yeah. And there's a credible video that's been all over the place where they hug on stage. Mm. It's a really long hug. They just hold each other for quite a while. And it's quite powerful to see that. I really liked them because they were kind of formed as a a bubblegum whatever and they said no no we're actually going to do this legitimate and that's they kind right. of rebelled against that's the people right. that that's right that built them that's right and it was mike nesbeth who rallied yeah and he was the only real musician music person out of the four the others were actors yeah so it was all fabricated right it was all fabricated but it worked and their music is very hummable it's likable and uh, I love the monkeys. I like the shtick that they did with that 30-minute TV show in the late 60s. Right. It was very much like help, like the Beatles' help. And uh, it was that kind of a send-up. It was a romp. It was yeah. zany. But it was fun. It made you smile. I also liked their humor more, I think, than the, the Beatles. The Beatles, I didn't find them to be all that funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they had a sense of humor about them, but the monkeys were legitimately yes. funny, I, I yes. felt like. Yes, yeah. Anyway, Mike's dead. Hmm. Birthday celebrities, uh, uh, celebrity birthdays for the week. Yin and Yang of life, my friend. Dame Judith uh, Dench is 87, oh. 87 years old. How about that? Do you think she'll die before Mickey Dolan? <laughs> and also, uh, John Malkovich is 68. We wish them a happy birthday. All right. All right. Want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is top five. Well, now that you mentioned it, I have psycho movies, but Mm -hmm. we change it to crazy characters, right? Crazy character movies. Okay. All right. Crazy character movies. Why don't you go first? Well, okay. I'm modifying my list as we're talking. These are just do you want me to go first? fucking crazy. I, I can do number one. I'll do my number five. Okay, let me go first. Crazy ass people. Okay. Yeah. I love dead calm. 
Dead Calm. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And uh, that was with um, with with uh, what's Nicole her Kidman. And what's his name? And Sam, Sam Neill. Neil. And the bad guy was, uh, oh, what's his name? Zach. Look it up for me. <laughs> We're so awful with names <laughs> like this. Um, Zank. Z-A-N. Yeah, yeah, Billy. Yeah, yeah. Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Zane. And it was a really good movie, and he was fucking crazy in this film. And the year of Dead Calm is 1989. Oh, you're looking. You're cheating. Yeah, Billy Zane. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I would have said, I, I probably would have said 88. Oh, you're always when you're no. off. That's great. Okay, that's my number five. Okay, my number five. I went out of my way here I know, to you. try to put movies that, I, that, that we don't always talk about. So it would have been very easy for me to put seven misery psycho uh, psycho a lot of these movies that have come up on our lists many many times before and i'm going Ugh, all right I, I, mad max he was mad that's the whole point was he was crazy that's a good point but i just feel like come on we could do better than this and so i pushed myself to not include some of those even though i, I lethal weapon you know that would be on my list normally absolutely right the whole I'm thing is like, it's crazy not. But I'm, I went a little deeper here. 1974, A Woman Under the Influence. Whoa. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you, Mr. Esoteric. Cassavetes. Yeah. Gina Rowland. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Falk. So who's crazy in that movie? Nobody. <laughs> You're crazy for watching it. No, I mean, it's a, an incredible portrait of a woman uh, just yeah. losing her mind. Yeah. Uh, truly going crazy and a beautiful, beautiful portrayal of it. All right, we got That's what's good. your number four? My number four is a movie that you're fond of, but not too fond of, and you feel it got too much positive press. Okay. People were sucking its dick a little bit too Titanic? much, and it's a David Fincher movie. Oh, Fight you Club. You know it is, Fight Club. Um, with, obviously, with Brad Pitt and uh, Ed Norton. Who's crazy in that movie? <laughs> you know, I want to tell you that I, I was on board for that movie, and the first time I saw it, I fell for it. The device has been done before about, oh, he is mad, he's insane, and there aren't two people in this movie, but actually only one. Uh-huh. Uh, we've seen that in the Joseph Conrad novel, uh, Heart of Darkness, yep. and it's, so it's been done before. But I thought it was really well done in this film. Fight Club, the year is 1990. Nine. Yes. Very good. Yeah. That's my number four. My number four is from 1990, starring Tim Robbins, uh, a guy who comes back from Vietnam and is plagued with PTSD, a movie called Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Remember that? I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. He's kind of losing it. Yeah. And doesn't know what's real anymore. Nice. Thanks. My number three is a movie we spoke about, oh, back in 1974. In my rocking chair here, and I think actually it was probably just a couple months ago. It was made and it was remade. I wonder which version you like more of The Hitcher. Oh, yeah. Which version do you like more? The original. Come on now. That was C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, it was. It was. But not just Rutger Hauer. And here's what I found this very funny. The original one was 1986. There was a remake in 2007. I saw it. You did. And it was... It was okay. It's okay for what it was, but okay. We're talking the first version here, but this made me smile because the uh, Rotten Tomato score for the original one got a 62% and the remake got 19%. <laughs> but the It Hitcher, wasn't bad. No, remake. it wasn't. It was he was okay. incredible. And it has become a bit of a cult-like film. Yeah. And Rutger Hauer was was really top-notch. You know what's film. funny? I, 
so producer Joey does not like horror movies. I tried watching The Hitcher with her, and she was like, nah, I'm not doing this. That's the only movie she's ever rejected. She watched like the first 10 or 15 minutes, and she was like, I, I'm not doing this movie. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to bed. We talked about the scene. Is that where they pry the girl's legs apart oh, in yeah, two yeah. different vehicles? Like, uh, or the chain pulling down. Yeah, it's a truck. She's connected to the truck. Yes. And if he takes his foot off the clutch. Yes. Yeah. Why'd that scene make me hard? Anyway, so The Hitcher, that's my number three. Where he was fucking crazy. My number three. Now, I originally was going to put in American Psycho here. But uh, I felt like, nah, we've talked about this movie quite a bit as well. Yeah. So I took that out and I put in a movie that we haven't talked about enough. 1982, The Wall. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, you're not talking about the war movie we saw. No, wall. no, no, no. We saw that. Okay. Pink Floyd's The Wall. We don't need no end. I thought you were done singing. Hey, <laughs> teacher, leave those kids alone. All right. Have you seen that movie no, before? I don't like movies. I, mean, I can sing it. But it's a very, uh, I mean, it kind of almost makes you feel like you are insane. It's a, uh, I mean, it's a, the The concept is, it's a, it's a very experimental film. So it's kind of hard to follow the, the narrative. But it's the the lead singer of a band who is losing his mind, and it's kind of loosely based on you know the lead singer for Pink Floyd originally lost his mind and he was put into a, a, a mental institution. Is that true? Yeah, and they had to get a new singer. I mean, he just lost it. Wow. And I didn't know that. the movie is somewhat loosely based on that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's a it's a really cool film. <clears throat> um, but it's a um, it, it's not easy to track. It's very experimental. It, you have to sit back and just kind of... It's like you're watching a movie on acid, even if you're not on acid. Right. It's like you're watching it on acid. So there's a lot of stuff that... It's very uh, disjointed, but kind of beautiful in that way. But it kind of takes you into the mind of madness. Nicely go. done. Nicely done. We may not overlap. I don't think we will. But you're going to like my number one, even though I'm not on that one yet. Okay. But you're going to really go, Ira, that's a good one. You will. Watch. However, my number two, it's a movie I spoke about quite recently, but in thinking about this, about crazy characters, Death Proof. Death Proof. I really like, yeah. and again, I spoke about it just two weeks ago because yeah, I was, had to watch it again. He was crazy. fucking nuts. Yeah. He was fucking nuts. Tarantino, and as we know, that was part of the Grindhouse double bill, yeah. right? And this was Quentin's movie. Uh, Kurt Russell was in it. And uh, the other movie, of course, was Planet Terror. But Death Proof, is, <laughs> I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. I couldn't stop watching it all over again. It was compelling for some reason. And it's a terrific movie, and I'm putting that down as my number two fucking crazy character. My number two is a movie I'm not sure that we've ever talked about before. If we have, it's only been once or twice. 1989, Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd. Mike, wait, 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 wait. Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd? Yes. Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd were in the same movie together? Yes. 1989, and it's yes. going to fall in the category of crazy character. Yes. yes. Who's the crazy one between those two? Both. Wait, do you mean Christopher Lloyd or Christopher Reeves? Lloyd. Because, okay. As in, uh, 8.1.21 gigawatts, whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. I can't for the life of me figure this and out. Is it a movie I've heard of? 
I don't know. I've talked about it, I think. Well, I never listened to you. Yeah, that's true. Do you you know Peter Balk, right? Yeah. He's in it too. And the title of this movie is No, I sorry, I said Peter Balk. I meant Peter I know, I Boyle. Fal- Boyle. Oh, I think I meant Peter Falk. No. No, no, no. Oh, I, that's what I was getting confused you with. You got was, yeah, yeah, I, I just said uh Falk. Falk. Uh, now Boyle. I'm getting confused with with now, Moving under the influence. Stop talking. Hold on. Let me finish my thought. <laughs> Peter Boyle was in this movie you. with them. I tracked everything you just said. I did. I know. That's what's scary. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yes. Peter Boyle was in with Michael Keaton. And Christopher. And Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Yes. You're sure. Yeah. From from Fact the Future. Yes. From Taxi TV show. Yes. No, Michael Keaton was in a taxi. <laughs> what's Mo- the name of this movie? Dream Team. No, I never heard of it. Yeah. That. It's about a group of uh, insane people. And they are taken from their mental institution or their insane asylum. And they are going on a field trip to go to see a baseball game. Uh, I think a Cubs game or something like that. And while they're out, uh, they're, the person who's leading them, like their hospital supervisor, goes into a coma. And they witness a murder. He goes into a coma while witnessing the murder. And so now they are out in, this, in the city unsupervised and they're all insane and there are there's like a you know the people who committed the murder are trying to find these guys because they have been seen but they're all crazy and they don't know how to kind of behave within society it's a fun little movie i'm intrigued i am you know what's interesting i can't see michael Keaton michael kane as one of the three keaton buddy keaton not kane not michael kane michael Keaton. now we got keaton confused but doyle no, Boyle. Was it Daddy Boyle? <laughs> Just go watch Dream Team and let's call it a day. That's an interesting premise. Yeah. Okay, all right. <clears throat> My number one, are you ready? Yep. I think you're going to be pleased with this. Okay. I tried real hard to get a documentary in there. Oh, Crazy Love. That's good. Yeah. Is that in your? No. You have the no. Z- scoop. No. Yeah. Don't fuck with cats. Oh, thank you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. If I recall, my friend, and by the way, I'm going to say the year was 2019. You got it. I think you said that was your favorite movie of that year. Yeah, it was. I remember you said that. You said that to me. And um, that film was so compelling. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I want to say that it's uh, they're they're hunting for the Internet. They're using the Internet to track down the killer. And the first third or so is the torturing of cats that pissed off a lot of people. And then we watch it unfold. The best documentary is where we see it take turns. It it zigs when you think it's going to zag. And we realize, well, not just cats. And now he's killed a a USC student, an international student. I think it was USC student. Was it USC? No, am I wrong? A student, an international, an international student. And, uh, and then started mailing body parts to, yes, to yes, public officials. Yes. And like this was yeah. absolutely insane. That's my number one. It's a great that's one. That's my number one fucking crazy character in a movie. Oh, what was I supposed to say? Oh, that that's a really good one. Was that what I was supposed to say? You can say it with a little more feeling. Oh, that is a really good one. Now, let me hear a little bit more. Oh, that was a really good Bingo, one. Bingo, you just nailed it. Thanks. I was channeling my inner D from I, Dangerous. D, yeah. Don't bring up that movie again. Go. What you, what you got for your number one? 2007, Christian Slater was in a movie where he played a crazy guy. Crazy guy who was uh, built a bomb and 
was going to blow up his entire office. Um, Alicia Cuthbert Heathers. was in the movie. <laughs> no, it's 2007, buddy. <laughs> Movie's called He Was a Quiet Man. No, I never heard of this movie. Mm. So, yeah, he's got a, uh, he's made a bomb and he's going to blow up his entire uh, office building. Look at him. Robert's showing me a thumbnail of the movie and, logo. Uh, That's. And William H. Macy is in it. In the process of, of igniting this bomb, he, he's clearly insane and he's trying to figure out like what is the right thing for him to do. And should he kill everybody or should he kill himself and just be done with it and sort of, like let everybody else live? And he really is very angry and he's trying to wrestle with this idea. And, and the movie plays with, you don't really know what you're watching. You don't know whether you're watching his fantasies or reality and it kind of really starts to blend the two together wow yeah nice it's a good movie what you got what's the what next yeah or scoops what do we have i have there's a lot of oh, them, yeah, there? okay let me rattle this off. obviously psycho robert sent me a text a few hours before i came over here uh let's make an agreement to not include psycho yeah. no psycho movies I, well it's too late i already had them <laughs> i was kidding when i said that uh the movie uh, misery taxi driver cave fear silence of the lambs uh natural born killers mm-hmm. and uh, also basic instinct Prisoners, mm-hmm. if you th- prisoners was definitely yeah. about that. Uh, a Clockwork Orange, and those are some of my scoops. What do you got? One flew of the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> You're right. Halloween, Mad Max, Psycho, Beach Party, Psycho Beach Party. That's very funny. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, the uh, uh, let's say happiness, Clean Slate. The uh, <laughs> that's the movie with uh, with Data Carvey where he keeps losing his memory every like yes. fifteen seconds yeah, or something like yeah. that. Um, Fight Club. What about Bob? Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven, Taxi Driver, Funny Games, Lethal Weapon, Black Swan, The Machinist. How about this movie? Machinist. Now, I've never seen this movie, and I wanted to bring it up to you because I don't know if you've seen it either, if you've heard of it. The Effect of Gamma Rays on I Man should... and the Moon Marigolds. You know, I can tell you it was a very important play. It was an important play. Yeah. Back... yeah um and people were reading the play for a while. Literally, no, I never saw the movie. Hmm. I never saw the movie. I've always been curious about it. Hmm. Never saw it either. Oh, wait a second. No, I never saw it. I but just you have it, it as a... What's going on Well, that's here? why I wanted to bring it up to you. But I, I didn't put it in my top five. Okay, let's back up. Is this a scoop for crazy characters? Yeah. So you have it there, but you haven't seen the movie. Correct. Well, don't you think you need to be exposed to the movie before you can put it on a list? I am exposed to it. I just mentioned it. But I mean, see the movie before it goes on your list. It's not on my list. It's on my scoops. Okay. Okay. It's not. Then then end my scoop list after I said The Machinist. And now, connected to the conversation, I'd like to bring up a new topic, which is, have you ever seen the effect of gamma oh, rays so on we're not, we're not on your? We're not on the top five anymore. You're like doing a sub. This is not related to top five. Either list or scoop. It's, it's not, totally related to the top five. How? It's about a crazy person. Does it fit the category of a crazy person? Yeah. But you haven't seen the movie. Right. Who are you to mention a movie that you've never seen within our top five category? My name is Robert Cannon. I'm a co-host of a podcast called Anti-Wave, and I've seen a bunch of movies. That's yeah, who I am. That's a good point. You're yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so you've not seen it? What? The the movie. What movie? The effect of gamma rays on Man in the Moon marigolds. You know, it was a play. Yeah, for I do. Quite a while. A lot of people. Now you can't speak on it because you've not seen the movie. You're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> All right. <Ooh>. All right. <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? 
Hey, uh, you know, if what? other people have some crazy character movies. What should they do? They should send them over to us. How? Preferably through our email. Oh, which is? Robert at antiwaypodcast.com. Oh. Or. Ira at antiwaypodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepod. Got it. We're we're all over the place. Just we, like the bad guys on Guardian Island, we are all over That's the place. That's not bad. That's Thanks. actually, you know what? You just validated the movie. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think there's any validating that movie. Oh, uh, find it. Write reviews. Yeah, also, that helps. people write reviews. Google Music Podcast, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Just go to our website. That's a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the spot holes moving. Ira. What? what, what? Next week. What are we doing? We're finally gonna do it. We are. We talked about this before. We did. We, we, we talked about. We couldn't get the movie before. We didn't get the movie before. But we're gonna get the movie now. through the tulips. I've been singing a lot. In this we're gonna do a Tiny Tim documentary. I really am looking. I think it's called Tiny Tim Movie. Is it called Tiny Tim Movie? Yeah, I think it's called Tiny Tiny Tim King for a Day. So we will be watching that movie next week. I hope Miss Vicky is in it. I'm sure she's not. I'm sure she's not even mentioned. They got married. I remember that night. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I am, too. That's great. It's going to be cool. Uh, let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Joey! Woo, 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 woo. Hey, right. Robert. Yeah? What do you want to do now? Uh, what do you want to do, buddy? Let's do something. No. So until okay. next time, keep watching movies. We'll help you sort them out. Dolphins ain't got shit on us.